Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us on a Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Uh, Your Mavs down to the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota, 87-70. to Don't worry about that. It's because five starters not playing in that one. No Luka, no Kyrie, no Derrick Jones Jr., no Derrick Lively, no Dante Exum. But they putting up a fight. They have put up a fight, it especially in that first ugly. half. It has not been ugly. No, it has not. And it's that's just, just better talent is beating them. Yeah, we'll give you a complete breakdown of what that game looks like coming up in the next segment of the Get Right. Um, and going back one segment, we asked the question, what would you like named after you in honor of Damian Lillard getting the uh, the gym on Adidas's mm-hmm. North American campus named after him? Mm-hmm. We got some great texts in the break from the 254. They said, I, when I'm dead and gone, I'd like a professional wrestling tournament named after me the super hey, text classic i like work. that that'll work i like that y'all thinking outside the box keep sending those in I, i'll mm-hmm. keep shouting you out on the various things that you would like named after you the imperial agent on twitch says a new species of animals named Ooh. after me that'd be cool like also i mean while we're here is there a particular animal that you're like it'd be cool right like a a particular i don't know monkey particular turtle particular bigfoot. parrot oh if they find bigfoot they got a name at the arnold bigfoot I didn't say for me. I was just thinking. I mean, I was just in species. Th- you're, you're, you were in front of me, so I was like, "Well, might as well use your name for the example." <laughs> the 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 C A Yeti. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'm working on it from the eight three zero a tree. Okay. There you go. Like a single tree or like a type of tree that could go a couple of different Redwood. ways. Regardless, uh, keep like I said, keep letting us know what you think on that. Uh, right now though, in the NBA, you know there, obviously there's a lot of um. There's been a lot of consternation over the last few years, probably the last five years thereabouts, about players resting. Actually, probably goes back further, like a decade, because I can remember uh, thinking about how how the Spurs had instances where they would send guys home on road trips. Popovich invented load management. Really and truly. And he so, really did. He sent them on road trips on te- televised games. In fact, he got in big trouble because they had a big showdown against Miami. It was almost a rematch of the, of the finals. And he had Tim... And I want to say it was Manu Ginobili. Send him home. Yes. Say, y'all not playing anyway, so not even on the bench, sitting behind the bench. Right. And the NBA got mad. League office got mad. Absolutely. And, I mean, from from the league office perspective, you're trying to sell a product. Right. And the big thing that you're hanging your product on more than any other sport is the individual players. And if they are not, the big players aren't there, 
people feel real disappointed when they show up and the guy that they anticipated, you know, seeing in the game, the guy that on the billboards or on the, you know, on the placards, yes. it's like this guy versus this guy on tonight. And those one of those guys or both of those guys aren't playing. It ends up being an issue. And not just on the billboards and the placards. How about on the promos for TNT? Yeah, exactly. Um, so they institute this. Jimmy versus LeBron. Not right. tonight. They institute this rule. Um, that is ultimately a 65 game rule, which is if you do not, you know, get 65, play 65 games in a season, you cannot become eligible for all of the awards, MVP, all the other end of year defensive awards, player of defensive year. player of the year, rookie and, of the year. All those and things. what's interesting about that is a lot of these guys have those in their built in their contract. Yes, they bonuses. do. Yes, they do. Right, like, uh, and I, I think that one thing to remember when you think about the ways in which it impacts bonuses and contracts mm-hmm. is. In the NBA, the the NBA salary cap, as much as you might think the NFL salary cap is tough to keep in, NBA salary cap is so much uh, more convoluted because the NBA has constantly tried to find little ways to add into the rules, ways for different teams to compete. Uh, So there's, hey, man, if you have this team, this player's bird rights because they're, you know, you were drafted there, you could go Mm -hmm. a little bit further, you could pay them a little bit more. You got to keep them at home so that you drafted them. Exactly, because there was always the fear that all the best players are going to go play in certain places and various different reasons, right. And so you have so many different nuanced things and, you know, within those contracts in order to distinguish the players that are like are really elite. And so to make it easier for you to allocate a little bit more money towards them, if you make an all NBA team, if you make an all star team, if you make some of these different accolades, now you're eligible for even more money. But now all those accolades have this 65 uh, game cap on them. So if you do not play that many games, at least 65. Yes, sir. You will not be eligible. And so in theory, like you understand the reasons why they happen. You fast forward now into the first season of its existence. We're probably what about near 50 games Mm -hmm. into it. Um, And you look around and we're seeing some of the maybe unintended effects of that. Tyrese Halliburton, Pacers guard. Um, talked about this rule, and he says, quote, it's a stupid rule. Like, plenty of the guys in the league, but, or he said, I think this is a stupid rule, like plenty of guys in the league, but this is what the owners want. So as players, we got to do our job and play in 60 guys if we're able to, 65 games if we're able to. So that's what I got to do. Take care of my body to be able to play in those games. I think you're seeing other players in the league kind of face the same thing as long as the owners are happy, right? He sounds spoiled. I, and I, I understand how that that comes across because it does it does sound like that. But on the other side of the coin, you do look up and Joel Embiid last night played in a game where Tyrese Maxey wasn't playing, and a lot of people were like, "Oh man, he's gonna sit out, isn't he?" He ended up playing, and in the course of it, he injured himself late in the game. Um, he hurt his knee. He had to you know kind of leave the game. And there are people that are wondering if he played in that game. Simply because he's already missed, if I remember correctly, 12 games this season. I think he's four games away from being ineligible to be the MVP again. And so he's trying very, and it seems like at least, I shouldn't say this definitively because I don't know, but it seems like he might have been trying to keep himself in a good pace and might have risked himself for more injury in this instance. So with that, like with that understanding and seeing some of the ways in which maybe there's some adverse parts of this, now that we're starting to get some returns on this rule, how do you feel about this rule, C.A.? I think the rule is solid. Okay. And the reason I say it's solid is because you already know guys are going to miss X number of games anyway because they actually get hurt. They actually will break down. And if you think he was playing just to try to be the MVP, that's on him. Okay. You follow what I'm saying with this? 
He knows his own body. He's not going to risk his career. You follow where I'm going with this? He's not going to risk his career or risk the fact that, oh, I'm going to miss the playoffs if I play in this game. No, he's trying to give his best effort to give his chance, his team a chance to win. But if, because see, this is what it is. Everybody's got this diabolical mentality of, okay, uh, there's got to be a script to this or this, there's got to be a, uh, you know, a convoluted, this, you know, there's this, a subplot to this. Okay. Like, this is, oh, he's hunting for rebounds. Mm-hmm. I remember one one game, DeAndre Jordan, when he's playing for the Mavericks, he, he grabbed a rebound because he was bigger than Luka, and there were fans actually mad at him saying, he's messing up Luka's triple-double. He's hunting for rebounds. How about he was, that's his job is to get the rebound, and Luka just happened to be there at the same time, and they're good friends, and he's taller than Luka. So there's always going to be a subplot. There's always going to be, oh, there's more. It's conspiracy theory. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. The words I was looking for, were looking for were conspiracy theory. There's always going to be that. But I think you have to show that you are trying to be at least. These guys make a lot of money. Absolutely. Guess why do. they make the money? Because of the matchups. Because the yeah. people want to see them on TV and social media, whatever. You can't say, well, you're gonna, everybody's going to be Kawhi. It only matters for the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Everybody has got to play in the regular season games because who's going to – who? what fans want to see just the team and not the stars? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I'm very sympathetic to that because it absolutely is part of it. It's one of the reasons why we've talked about it, why the 73-9 and nine, you know, Golden State Warriors that year, what was that, 17? No, 16. Mm-hmm. 2016 yeah. season – or 15-16, I guess that did not ultimately win the championship. They won after, 73 games, but they didn't win the title. After really going for that mm-hmm. regular season record, really shifted the way. That, and it's, I really do kind of hate that that happened um, because now even less emphasis placed on the regular season. The thing I don't like about this rule is it feels like it places all of the onus on the players. And I don't think that it's the players that have been making these decisions, at least not unilaterally. Yeah, like I said, Pop invent, invented it. Pop invented There are times, I, can, I kid you not, Christoph Porzingis wanted to play in Maverick games. And the Maverick fans, certain Maverick fans, not mm-hmm. all, were thinking, oh, he's always hurt. He's like, I'm healthy. They won't let me play. There was a team decision, the trainers, whatever, the doctors, they won't let me play and I want to play. I'm completely healthy. But they're like, you know what? We need you at the end of the year. And I think that that's, that's the thing that I don't like about this. It feels like a rule that then punishes is not really the word that I want to use, but it focuses on maybe not Maybe not the right or at least not the complete, you know, decision making factors in this. Because, again, I think a lot of times this is training staffs. This is teams in some ways making the decision. But sometimes that we they're over. Sometimes players. they're zealous, overzealous yeah, or whatever. Right. Like with Popovich, Popovich like, OK, I, you know, we don't need these guys in March. we got a good record and we ought to be able to win without them. And we'll, I understand his logic, but sure. you're still cheating the fans who paid that that kind of money. For sure, you're, you're cheating your advertisers who pay for the TV commercials, and they're expecting the LeBron versus Tim Duncan matchup, whatever it is. And at the same time, it's no different than uh, why you want why baseball will never reduce these, the the season from 162 games. Absolutely, they're butts in seats, and people expect to see these players play if they're healthy enough sure. to play. And it's not about playing on one leg. It's about healthy enough to play, not projecting well, they need some sleep. Right. And again, I, I, if I want to go old school, like I said, guess what? When I said how Burton sounds spoiled, yeah. I actually like the guy a lot. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. But his words sound spoiled because sure. back in the day, these guys weren't, play, weren't flying in the team plane. They're either flying 
commercial, commercial, or on a bus, or they're on buses, yeah, or whatever it was. And these back to backs, well, I mean, I can tell you about these guys are playing for sure, and they're playing eighty two games. So again, if you don't want, if you want to parse about sixty, was sixty two, sixty five, it's not saying eighty two. It's saying 65. I don't see a problem with that. And it's not even about, well, you're denying them the bonuses. Guess what? Their base salary is $35 million. Sure. But I, I think, again, my point being, I hear you, and I'm actually with you on a lot of this. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we're letting, the, we're letting the teams that are making a lot of these decisions off the hook, and as we're saying, like, hey, um, I'm using Joel Embiid just because he's right here. He's a dude who, you know, clearly is MVP caliber player, MVP last season. And he's clearly wants to gear towards that. Um, hey, Joel, you're not going to be able to have this end of season award. Well, guess what? He decided not- not to play against Djokovic one time, too. For so, sure. So, th- For sure. in other words, he's gotten it both ways. Yeah, but in other, words, I- I, in other words, you could throw a pity party, and I'm, I'm exaggerating. You could throw a pity party because he actually played and his knee got sore. But you can also throw the book at him because he did not play the second time against Joker, even though, oh, you had a chance to see the two MVPs, and he decided to sit it out. So, again, it's just – guess what? The league wins. The league wins because people are talking about it. One way or the other, they're talking about sure, it. Sure, but my point being is I feel like, again, you're letting the teams that are making a lot of these decisions off the hook as you're trying to get this – you're trying to get this result, but you're not changing the incentive for them. You're changing the incentive for the players who don't have all of the decision-making power, in other even words, though they In other should. words, what you're trying to say is people are blaming the players when a lot of it's the team. I think yeah, and I think that that's. Mis- I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that's what you're trying to say. And so, how, how do you feel about this? Because six eight two has what they think should maybe be a part of this. And I'm not trying to relitigate, relitigate who should have won the MVP last season. That's not the point of what we're doing here at this moment. From the six eight two, reduce it to fifty one games. Now they make a joke, say you keep San Antonio's at sixty five and call it the ghost of Popovich rule. But <laughs> like. Does changing it to 51, does it feel like it has an effect for you? Because is that watering down the rule to a point where it does not feel like it's useful? I will say there needs to be a certain number of games played because I remember there was a six-man of the year that won it, and he didn't even play that many games. I, I want to say it was Lemon Pepper Luke. It might have been Lemon Pepper Luke it might have who been. didn't play that many games. It was like, how the hell did he? Or he put it like this. He didn't come off the bench that many games. It was like he was a starter the majority of the season. It's like, how do he get six men of the year if he's starting all these games? So I'm all for you've got to have a minimum. Sure. Because to me, you could put Kawhi on first team all pro because he's to me, he's that good. Yeah. But he don't play that many games. And I think so I, and he don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying if if, if you didn't care how many games they were making uh, Kawhi in the first team all pro all the time. And I, I do think that. And this is kind of anecdotal. I do think that a lot of the voters do kind of consider if you've played a decent amount. But now you have this hard and fast rule. Ultimately, I mean, nobody should be crying for the players mm-hmm. in this regard. I, I'm just kind of examining this as we're getting more we're getting more data in this, right? We're seeing it more, and we're starting to see how it how it affects, right? Um, but ultimately, um, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is you know he's, he feels like it's a super rule. I know there's some players that feel like it's a super rule. Ultimately, that's what was agreed to by all parties involved, and it's what they're going to abide by. And we'll see how it ultimately pans can out. I, this can season. I tell you one of the reasons why the players' union agreed to that rule? Please do. Because the new TV rights deal is comparable, not close, but comparable to the NFL's streaming deal. The NFL got $117 billion. The NFL going up from $25 billion to $75 billion. And if you're a player in the in, in the NBA who gets you know 51 or 55% of that deal, uh, I think you want that money. I think 65 
games is not going to hurt nobody if you want $75 billion. You're a chunk of that. That's why they agreed. Yeah. That's just keeping it real. Yeah, and I mean, like like you said, there's like there's very much a and they're gonna pragmatic blame you, They're going to blame players for other stuff anyway, so here's just another thing to blame me for. Absolutely. But, I mean, I think that that's where we come in and giving you, a, 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 I think, a good perspective on it, ultimately. Mm, all sides covered. Absolutely. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, looks like your Mavs are probably going to fall in Minnesota. Let's break down what we have saw from this game. And also, I got a little audio graph back for you. We'll throw some audio at you coming up next on The Fan. So get right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Rodrigo Mendoza's on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And thank you, fine folks, for rocking with us on a Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Um, getting involved on the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Uh, you can also get us on YouTube, 105 through the fan on YouTube, or twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. Thanks for hanging out with us. We In about 20 minutes, we'll get you a little sharing time here on the get right but this evening active evening for metroplex for a metroplex sports team that's the dallas mavericks they were on the road against the minnesota timberwolves the bench mob couldn't get it done uh to be fair i don't know that the expectation was was for them to get a win in this one i mean that it just mm-hmm. would have been a really tough circumstance ultimately they fall 121 to 87 the score balloons in the fourth quarter but the bench mob played pretty well through the course of this game yeah, especially it was not the first an ugly half. game it was not an ugly game. They they gave it a valiant effort. I give them credit for keeping it close. We mentioned uh, at halftime, third quarter, the team that's the best team usually puts on a hell of a run. If you're not that good, that's when they're going to take off, and that's what they did. Minnesota took off and uh, extended that lead. They're going to win their 34th game of the season. Mavericks have won 26, by the way. Yeah, 26-21, and 21, your Dallas Mavericks. I believe that they remain at 7th, or they're they're right in yeah, that seventh, same place, but I believe they remain at 7th yeah. in the West as of right now. Um, T was actually, no, they, they slide to 8th. They oh, were tied right? for 7th, but and I think the Pelicans are on their way to winning tonight, so they will have a full game lead on your Dallas Mavericks. But they sit at 8th in that play-in spot as of right now. A little bit tough run. Uh, for them in their next few games. But before we start talking about that, let's talk about this game. Obviously, it's not going to mean something in, well, they lost this game, and so that means they can't da-da-da in the postseason. This game, you're missing um, you're missing Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Derek Lively II, Derek Jones Jr., Dante Exum, literally the preferred starting five for Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think we both viewed this as an opportunity to see what some of your additional pieces can do when they're given more room yep. to flourish. What were some of the takeaways that you had in that in that vein from this game thus far? That Tim Hardaway Jr. is still a very scary player. <laughs> <laughs> he scores 34 points on Saturday against Orlando, and he was making everything. In Absolutely. He took 16 shots, made 14 points. Two out of 10 from three, and we knew that was going to happen. We knew if he wasn't on, he's going to be off. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to stop shooting. Yeah. So he remains a scary player to me. I was disappointed that uh, Jaden Hardy didn't, 
give you more. He only had 15 points at the, I mean, only had 15 points. Uh, 13, actually, I think. Um, Am I looking at? Yeah, he had 13 points, 5 really? 13 shooting. Mine says 15. Uh oh. Well, I need to. It sure does say 15 points. All right. Mm-hmm. So, someone, someone lying somewhere. Yeah, mine says 15 too. Okay. Well, then I, I will I will you acquiesce to you, fine gentlemen. I do stand corrected, and I'm I'm not too big of a person to say that. So he had 15 points. Um, Josh Green had 18 points. Seth Curry only had nine points. But unfortunately, Grant Williams only had two points, one assist, one rebound. Yeah, this one felt really concerning to me. That, um, yeah, he was I mean, a starter too. He got minutes. He, got, I mean, twenty five. Not, uh-huh. not a crazy amount of minutes, but he got more minutes. He started. He started. You imagine that this might be a circumstance where he's able to do a little bit of something. You saw the what was that twenty seven point game that he yeah, had on Saturday? Yeah, a couple of days ago. And you thought that maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I don't think that that says that. Oh, now it's all fixed. But I thought maybe you thought, okay, now he's starting to find some rhythm. Yeah, get back to his old self again. D- I mean, I know that he's probably dealing with little nicks and bruises here, but where everybody do you, is. Yeah, it's, I guess that's fair. Where do you stand now with like the Grant Williams experiment of this all thus far? I'm going to keep it the same that I've said before. If he never showed you anything. October and uh, mid-November. I mean, he's just been struggling since Thanksgiving. If he never showed you anything out, I said, what the hell? That was a terrible trade. Only thing I'm hanging on to is there is a chance. I'm not saying it's a definite thing, and I'm not saying it'll never. There is a chance that he could find that form again and help you. Uh, It's not like he's coasting. He's giving everything he can. I'm talking about he's working out hard. His attitude hadn't changed. He's like, I'm going to find it. So he's had it. He never had it in a Maverick uniform. I can say this thing is a total bust. Till the season's over with, you got to say he's got a chance to find it. Not that he will and not that he won't. I think uh, there's a couple of places where I think you can see positives in this. Josh Green, probably one of those. Would you agree yeah. with the way that he played tonight? Yeah, and but you brought something up. You brought that up to Cato. Mm-hmm. You say he's played so well when... Luca and Kyrie aren't there. And he says, well, or or somebody texted in and said he doesn't play well. Jason Kidd parks him in the corner and wants him to hit shoot threes. He is a role player, and he's got to be better at his role. He's not going to be better than the role he's got. He's got to do better with the role. He can't say, I'm the star. He, he's never had that mentality anyway, whether in college or in the pros. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the star of the team, and if I'm not getting my minutes and I don't get my touches, I can't be, you know. He's got to understand this is what your role is going to be. You are not Luka and you are not Kyrie. So you've got to make whatever you do. They want him for the energy. His whole thing is you're an energy guy. Real, yeah, supposed to be like a point. real jump start, spark right. plug kind of player. Right. So it's not even just the points. You hope he give you at least 10 points tonight, but still, you want steals. You want block. He didn't have any steals tonight. You want a block shot. You want him to change the momentum of the game or change the way the, the game is going. When they insert you, different things happen. And you haven't seen that consistently. Yeah, and I mean, some of it is, I imagine, is like the role is shifted when you're a starter. So, like, spark plug type stuff maybe is not exactly what you have. But, yeah, I think that that's fair. It's like you need that consistency and you need to be able to do that. And even when you, when you don't have a lot of runway, yeah, just it feels like he needs yeah. a lot of runway to get this done. Now, I do want to give some some thoughts to the idea that Rashawn Holmes, a nice, efficient um, yeah, he started. four of six Center. he started. 11 points, 10, 10 rebounds. solid rebounds. Yeah. Like, 
I think that there have been some people that have asked, why is Rashawn Holmes not getting more backup big minutes you in know, some circumstances? They actually played him a little bit in November. Mm-hmm. He looked great, and then they kept playing him some more because somebody else got hurt. I think Lively got hurt, and he got exposed. He really and truly mm. got exposed. And he was, don't get me wrong, he says he feels grateful to be in the league. He's like 31 years old, and he says, you know what? I really like this team. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I could be in overseas somewhere and be struggling. But he he got some minutes and looked well in mid-November, and then they gave him some more time because Lively got hurt, and he got exposed. Right. I, I mean, I don't think Rashawn Holmes, anybody's looking at him as a starting big, but it feels like that's that's a that's a little bit of a a card that you can use in instances I, yeah, off the bench. Yeah, I think it's matchups. Okay. I think it's all Fair about enough. the matchups. But I mean, like I will say, this is a this is not the easiest matchup when we start talking about bigs. This Minnesota mm-hmm. Timberwolves can, team can throw three center size guys mm-hmm. at you, and it seems like he handled himself decently in this game. Uh, Omax Prosper got a little bit of time. Got I don't, a run out. Of I don't him. know. Was there any? Did you feel any anything notable saying out of that? No, mm-hmm. just six points, four rebounds. He got some. He got nineteen minutes, and uh, you know, um, okay. Put it like this: This mm-hmm. is what you also look at. You look at plus minuses. Sure. Like when you're no. on the floor, how does this thing go? Although Nobody I had a plus. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. You know who had a plus? Who had a plus? At rookie uh, Williams. Uh, was he plus? Brandon Williams. Okay. He had a plus nine. Good for him. That's about it. Um, because everybody else is a negative. In yeah. fact, which I mean, you want I, me to it, mention Tim Hardaway's negative? Negative thirty-two. Yeah, and that honestly slowed down a little bit. It, it was it was far and away bigger, and it I mean it kind of speaks to the idea that when he's on the floor defensively, there's definitely a, a, a letdown, especially if he's not like knocking down shots in a big yeah. way, which he wasn't in this game. Five to sixteen from the floor. Grant One Williams more thing. Had a negative seventeen. Jaden Harley had a negative twenty-three. Holmes had a negative twenty-one. Josh Green had a negative nineteen. Yeah, I mean, but that's to be expected in, in the way. Again, this is the matchups. Absolutely. You didn't have your starters. You didn't have any starter that can complement these guys mm-hmm. and help them along. And they were playing against the best team in the West. That's right. And they held on for a, a good half of basketball. And then after that, it, it widened up. And then it really, it really got blown up. And one of the other things that I think was notable in this game, only 18 assists for your team compared to 31 for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, yeah. I think this really highlights the idea that your playmakers mm-hmm. – when it comes to your two best playmakers and then your third, who is like kind of your auxiliary playmaker, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. and then Dante Exum not playing, it's very evident you don't have any other playmakers um, in, on your team in a really big, notable way when those guys aren't available. By so. the way, Cat lit him up. He had 29 points, 9 rebounds. He was a plus 14. Rudy Gobert, 17 points, 6 rebounds. He was a plus 18. Uh, Anthony Edwards only had nine points, but he was a plus 18. Nine points, five rebounds, and five assists. So there you go. Um, a, a loss against the Minnesota Timberwolves, one that was seemed very evident. I think we typically call it out a schedule loss, 121-87 yeah. in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, but look, man, that again, it felt like it was to be expected with the way that your It would have been a shocker had they won that game. Absolutely. Your Mavs will be back at it. Saturday against the Bucks. That's right. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at the American Airlines Center with Dame Time. There you go. Their next three are, or next four rather. You got the Bucks at the AAC. You'll travel to face the Sixers, and then on that East Coast trip, you'll also see the Nets and the Knicks. So there's these are these are going to be some trying only games got like here. Five home games in February. Yeah. So uh, look, we're. They'll have a few days off to kind of recoup from this one. And obviously you had a couple of guys that are out, or a few guys, I shouldn't say a couple, that were out 
they'll see they'll get a chance to rest up a little bit and then Saturday you'll welcome in the second in the East team, the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not just the Bucks. It's not just Dame. It's not just Giannis. Doc Rivers is there it back. is. <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for the Doc Rivers uh voice. That was fantastic. All right, I'm gonna throw just a little bit of audio at you here. Um, I found this interesting from, uh, as uh, I know, Inside, or I don't remember what the name of the show is. I apologize. But um, One of them. NFL was, you know, the NFL films kind of role of folks were giving us more audio from the championship uh, weekend and championship games. Uh, how about let's play cut 12, if you don't mind. I found this interesting. Pat Mahomes uh, in that need to have it, got to have it drive to try and seal the game. Uh, the, you know, it was it makes it very evident, this audio. They were trying to kind of just mm-hmm. meticulously not open it up, just kind of take clock. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes had a different feel for what needed to happen, though. Third and nine, Chiefs at their own 46. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. If the Chiefs get a first down, it's over. Game's over. There you go. Obviously, big the music play. Is so dramatic. It really is. It you is. know, you know, love NFL it. is always going to give you the dramatic. In another world. I just love the idea that I mean, and look, it's it's cheesy, it's corny, it's it's it's, it's sports, man. It's sacred, but yes, it is sports. That's the man that we all anticipate. We would say this without even knowing it. He wants the ball in his hands. Actually, he absolutely does. Like the audio tells you, like big time situation. They absolutely could have just like gone with a, a relatively simple plan. I, I don't know. There's There might not be something to say. They might have put the ball in his hands. It is Patrick Mahomes, mind you. But he went over and wanted to make it very clear. Put the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. And he went and he give made a big ball. play um, to ice that game uh, and salt the game away in the AFC Championship game. How about the NFC Championship game? This one isn't in the course of play, but this is in the locker room. Uh, Nick Bosa, obviously big-time edge rusher for the Niners. He's talking to Brock Purdy after the game, and he asked him an interesting question. So the fact that you just are doing this, it's my mind, all of us, bro. Yeah. All of us. It's crazy. Did you think you'd be this good? I think I've asked these before. No, I, said, yeah. I know, but did you, like, how much confidence did you have? That was the second pick of the draft, and I lacked confidence. It was part of the game, but... Oh, dude. I met your brother. If you couldn't hear that, because I know that was in the how locker room, a lot of things happened. Yeah. yeah, how much confidence? Like he said, did, how how much confidence did you have that you'd be good? Yeah, he and said, I was a second pick, and I wasn't sure. Yeah, and so Brock Purdy's answer was, "It's all part of the game." Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, look, that's one thing I gotta get. I will give Brock Purdy uh, credit on every day uh, and twice on Sunday. He don't believe that he should have been Mr. Irrelevant. Like, yeah. he he operates in such a way where he has full confidence in what he's doing, or at least that's what it appears when he's on the field. Yep. Um, and, I mean, sometimes that gets you a long way, obviously not trying to undercut his his ability and his talent. No, there's something to be said for that because just look at quarterbacks alone, okay? You can have insane arm talent. Does not mean you're a leader. 
And I bring that up because there was a guy named Jay Cutler. Mm. Every coach thought they could get it out of him. He couldn't lead Ants the Sugar. And he had talent, bro. I mean, insane Jay was talent. really good at actually playing the football. But, yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. So, Brock Purdy, he's got something. His teammate literally like, yo. Like, he, you, and I would encourage you to look at the video as well because he's looking at him. He's just he's asking him, like, how, how, did, how did you do how it, did you, How did you, did how you, you know? Do it, did man? you know that you'd be this good? Like, <laughs> Almost as if Nick Nick uh, Bosa had a little bit of doubt himself. Like, I don't know, is he gonna mm-hmm. be this good? And he gets out here and he's good. He's like, did you know that too? Because I didn't. I don't know that I knew. Remember, he doesn't have all the measurables. We're talking about Purdy, while Nick Bosa's got all the measurables. In other words, he's got natural ability and he also maximized it. Meanwhile, Purdy's got limited ability and he's maximized his too. Yeah, um, that was courtesy. That, that one is from Netflix um, inside the NFL um, when it comes to NFL films. So, yeah. 903 says, you know, sometimes confidence comes from the fact that you can just play this game. I mean, fair enough. And maybe. Otherwise, he wouldn't be here if he didn't know how to play. Yeah. And but then on top of that is like, even if you know how to play, you can get into a circumstance and nerves can get you or whatever. I think there there is a distinct talent that's worth appreciating. And being able to say, you know, stakes be damned, whatever be damned, I'm gonna get out here and I'm gonna do what I what I feel like I can do. From the two and four, he I, hey man, yeah, no need to hate. We just, you know, giving a little, you know, give us the flowers where they're due. Just a little bit of audio that I found. There's obviously some more audio. I know Aunt Edwards was talking kind of crazy to them refs. They ultimately gave him a big fine. I'll bring that back around as we continue here on the get right, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's a get right staple around this time of night. Let's do a little sharing time. We do it next on the fan. So get right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Attitude here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Can I ask Rigo something real quick? Please do. Rigo, yeah. do you know what What's that it? song is that was the retirement music? Take On Me by AHA. Uh-huh. Wow. I saw, I, I, saw that, I saw that little glance Take at the screen. I also, I also, Reg, to help you out, my dad used to play this in a CD okay. player back, All right. back in the day. All right. Okay, have you ever seen that On the video? drive to school. Yeah, absolutely. That my, was a uh, my high school, video. my high school audiovisual teacher, uh, shout out Jason Awalt. Um, oh, he, he showed me out. Uh, hey. He showed me that video for the first time. He, we analyzed it. We actually like sat there and analyzed the video. Oh wow! Yeah. It, it was a groundbreaking video that artists oh, yeah. that drew that. Take on. I was I was hoping that I was going to be able to join CA in a in an unk moment of you don't know nothing about that young blood. I was what I was really hoping that? That we were yeah. going to have that. Have <laughs> I that thought moment, so but no. too. Rico, no, Rodrigo Rodrigo knows. All right, I'm impressed. I am as well. It's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. What honestly? As we start, as we jump into sharing time on this Wednesday evening, what is what is the song that you that reminds you of your parents, right? Because you he said that mm-hmm. you said that your dad used to play this in the CD player. Yeah, that one, and the, he had like a uh, you know those uh, timeless music. Uh, you know, oh those yeah, that used to pop up at like three in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Those CDs? yeah, yeah you fall asleep have... with the TV on, yep. and all of a sudden you, <laughs> and all of a sudden uh, reason. Yeah, reason. So, yeah, you're just like, oh my goodness, all right, I need to go to bed. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, what what's yeah. what is the song or the musician that makes you think of your parents? Because I feel like everybody, at least maybe not the newer generation, because you know what I notice is I feel like everybody has their headphones, so you don't yeah. you're not forced really to listen to your know. parents' music no more. Because mm-hmm. we used to have to listen to our parents' music, mm-hmm. and you got a little culture that way. Mm-hmm. But I think also there's always like something your parents' favorite song or something mm-hmm. like that that you associate with your parents. Do you do you have one that you that comes to mind for you? My daddy loves some Dion Warwick. Mm. How come your Doja Cat pay town red? Wherever I hear that song, I think about Dion Warwick walk on by because my daddy used to play that when I was a little kid, like it was going out of style. I mean, all of Dion Warwick's every song that she ever sang, he had a stack of them on 45s or he had the album. I mean, do you know the way to San Jose? Any song that Dion Warwick sang, he had it. But yeah, I hit a bunch of other ones too. But I, I do recall walk on by over. So when Doja Cat came out with, you know, Paint the Town Red, I was like, I've heard that song all of my life. That's interesting. Did, so you have like a, a positive reaction with that? Because I know uh-huh. that some people take like when the young, when younger generation, yeah, exactly. When younger generations sample, and sometimes they don't sample them fantastically, right? right? You they go, oh man, y'all not doing it right. But mm-hmm. you, you're just like, yo, this reminds me. I have a good feeling. It's all good. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, for me, my mom, my mom loved her some Whitney Houston. Yeah, love her some Whitney Houston. No, and so you, you want to know what the song was? I'm your baby tonight. I'm your baby tonight. That's the one. I, I if I if I hear that, which honestly, I mean, it's not like you hear that all the time everywhere. Yeah. But whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh, yep. Think about. It. I probably need to give moms a call. Make sure she's good. I honestly, a lot of times, I'll call her or text her and be like, I just, I just heard Whitney. I thought about you. The 309 says Lionel Richie. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Which Lionel Richie are we talking about? Like, not not as I know who Commodore the person is. is but exa- exactly. Right. Yeah. You understood exactly what I was asking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from the four six nine, all of my love by Led Zeppelin makes me think of my mom all every of my time. Love. It was my mom and dad's all song when they were in high love. school. That's cool. All of my love. That's dope. Do you? Um, let's see. Bob Seger. Just put the dose on the shelf. Give me that. Old time <laughs> rock and roll. But did you see the reason why from the 940? They said every car trip we would repeat it for hours. Okay, when you say we, do you mean like, all right, the person dun, dun, driving dun, 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 dictated dun, dun. that everybody got to listen to this? Or was it like the kids in the back repeating it, driving the parents insane? Because those are two different dynamics. 214 says, my mom used to play that 90s Euro dance groups like La Boucher, Hadaway, Snap. Oh rhythm yeah, see, is a dancer. yeah. I, I, the rhythm is a dancer. I snap, snap. I got you. I yep. was like, some of these other names. Hadaway, what is love? Oh, there we go. Okay, my what bad. I'm love? bugging. Makes me think of SNL. That's my. Oh, okay, <laughs> we got. That's right. Uh, these are some. There's some anymore. great things coming through. 806 says Righteous Brothers and Three Dog Night. Listen to those for the first ten years of my life. Okay. Oh, Dreaming of You by Selena was another one too. Selena. Yeah, Dreaming of You. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's a good one from the uh, Ridge. Johnny Taylor. You know about Johnny Taylor? He's from Dallas. He grew up. Well, I, I feel like I do, Johnny but Taylor. also in this moment, I'm not getting like a full picture. Ain't so. no sense in going home. Jody got your girl and, go. and disco lady. Shake it up. Yeah, I do know. I absolutely down. know Johnny Taylor. Okay, cool. I was reading about him recently, and that's why I was they're like. They're having a, 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 a big concert for him. His son is going to perform. I, forget, I think they're having it in Duncanville. Oh, okay. It's on Facebook. I love Facebook. All right, I might need to get with you after this and figure Billy it out. Billy Ocean and Teddy Pendergrass. That's turn them off. Oh, the two one four got one of my answers. Anita Baker. Yeah. That's I was like, All oh, we songs. we cleaning on a Saturday. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, clean up the house. Oh, oh that's I knew exactly. You gotta clean up the house. Sweet love.
up. I was like, all right, here we go. Let, me, get, let me go ahead and get in this toilet right quick. Celia Cruz was mine. Oh, really? Well, at least you can get going, you know? Yeah, you get a you get a rhythm to now that I mean, look, Anita Baker got sultry tones. Chapman, by the way. It yeah. does. Uh, Anita Baker's sultry tones don't necessarily scream "scrub this toilet," right, or "scrub this, <laughs> uh, scrub this bathtub." And it gives yet. you flashbacks, don't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time, every time. In fact, I still sometimes will, when I'm cleaning up the bathroom, just get that speaker going. Let's play. Let's play some Miss Anita Baker. Um, let's see. Oh, Auntie used to play uh, Bobby Womack. If you think you're lonely now, <laughs> wait until tonight. Girl, uh, there's so much R&B here from the 903. Make it last forever by Keith, Keith Sweat. Sweat. Yeah, from the 682, the Reverend Al Green. Love and happiness. Well, I so in love with you. Fan, I, that wasn't even what we were going to talk about. That's yeah. incredible. There's there's so many people that had that shit. Honestly, what I think we were talking about in the break was how did we even get to talking about like. Where, what were we talking? Oh, so we were talking about a meal, right? Food, yeah. And food, and you were just like, man, yeah, twenty dollars don't go the same. It yeah. don't stress the same way. Yeah, it's like you can't get. You can even go to a fast food place, and twenty dollars is not going to feed you by yourself no more. Nah, I mean, dollar menu. I don't even hear people talking about the dollar menu at these McDonald's and Wendy's and just Jack in the Box. It's just, I mean, you can't stretch that twenty dollars like you used to. Anymore. Right? No, for sure. It's one of the things that I was talking. About. I don't even remember where I was talking about it recently, but with some friends. The idea that fast food, we used to think of it as cheap, right? It's just like cheap food that you can get real fast. Mm-hmm. And it feels like now, like if you if you don't think about it, you get fast food thing, oh, let me get something cheap. Except it's not. It's not really all that cheap it's anymore. It's not that cheap no more, man. It's hard to get a full, like, go to Chick-fil-A and try to get anything with somebody and it's going to be less than $25. Yeah, nah, you're not. Uh-uh, Honestly, what made work. me appreciate this even more, right? Me as a single man, right? I am a grown man, so I'm going to eat a good amount, but maybe just maybe I can sneak out of there with a decent cost. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm hanging out with my mama, and she's buying meals for like her and me and our, my brothers, and it's like, all right, now you're paying for three, four or five people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, fast food is not cheap at all. My bad. It may be fast, I forgot. but it ain't cheap. Right, right. Assuming that it's fast. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. A shout out to the 214. says the Doobie Brothers, as you can hear in the background. What a fool believes. We did going. that in honor of Mike McDonald getting that job in Seattle. That's right. Absolutely. Um, Taco some, Bell still cheap and good, Reg. Well, it's one of those things for sure. Um, <laughs> From the 469, they say their dad, they, the ACDC, shout outs from oh, yeah, mom. mom. Megadeth. Megadeth. Lord, okay. That's, I, y'all was that's jamming. hard rock. Yeah, y'all it. was jamming in, uh, in the car from the 309, yeah. the Eagles. I love it. From mm-hmm. the 469, I know you had a fun time. The Gap Band and Charlie Wilson. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. baby. Yeah, that's right. Um, Gotta get up early in the morning. <laughs> I love that song so much. Uh, I think last year when me and my friends went to St. Thomas, we had a pretty cool Airbnb that had like a speaker system all through mm-hmm. it, um, and I was I was supposed to wake everybody up. I didn't go and knock on nobody's door. I just put that song on really loud through the speaker with the rooster crowing. That's right, the beginning. That's right, exactly. It was. I was like, this is this is the perfect option mm-hmm. to go with there. Phil Collins, I can feel it coming right. in the air tonight. I, when I think of Phil Collins, oh, I, Lord. I frequently go to him, Philip Bailey, and yeah, yeah, oh, and Easy Lover, Easy Lover. That song easy is a banger, lover. by the way. Yep. That song is an absolute jam. They were mm-hmm. cooking on that. Uh, LTD, Duran Duran, yeah, from, yep. the, from the 214. Whoppers used to be a dollar. <laughs> back in the day. We are really just leaning Whopper into cheese, $2. This, this was a very unk segment from uh-huh. us. Like, hey, you remember you remember all these songs we used to listen to? Back you remember when food was again. cheap? Back, back, back. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, y'all was 
Y'all yeah, Steve Rich it. from Dallas, too. Y'all's parents had great music. Let's dance. Fantastic. Yeah, keep texting in. What 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 artist or song makes you think about your fair, your folks? Mm-hmm. Um, we started talking about that as we were doing some sharing time here on the Get Right. Oh, yeah, the right doors. Right here on 105.3 through the fan. Oh, wow. Yeah, the doors. Break on through to the other side. One of those times. Um, Kevin Diamond. Fowler. I don't think I'm familiar with Kevin Riders Fowler. of the Storm. So get right right here on 105.3 through the fan. Coming up we're next. We're running out of time. We are in the segment. So coming up next, we get you your headlines. We'll do it next on The Fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.